My question in this session of Look at the Book is how important is the full use of the mind in the experience of God's power. And the way we're going to go about answering that is uh, one by word search, which proves so helpful so many times, a word search, and two by seeing a pattern, a pattern of the role of the mind in the experience of God's power. So God, thank you for the mind. Help us, especially those of us who may be skeptical about the cultivation of the use of the mind in its most rigorous ways, help us to see from 1 Peter just how utterly significant it is. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So here we are in 1 Peter 4, 7. The end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be self-controlled and sober-minded. So using the mind to avoid being carried along by impulses, bringing your, bringing your life under control by assessing with your mind what ought to be done and and then being sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. So um, we're going to see the connection between prayer and the mind. Then we do a word search on this word uh, sober sober-minded. It's used three times in 1 Peter. Here they are. 1 Peter 1.13, therefore preparing your minds for action, being sober-minded. Set your hope fully. Now notice, this is a participle and it modifies this main verb. This is a participle. It modifies this main verb. Preparing your minds, hopefully. Being sober-minded, hopefully. These are ways that you fight for hope. If you're not a hopeful person, this is what you're supposed to do. Prepare your mind for action. Gird up the loins of your minds, to be literal. Be sober-minded, all of it, in the service of hope. Hope doesn't come naturally to many people. It's a work of the mind, the mind setting itself on the promises of God that have been given in verses 1 through 12 of this chapter. That's why the therefore is here. Therefore, look at verses 1 to 12 and use your mind, mind to hope. And here's the other one. 1 Peter 5, 8 and 9. Be sober-minded watchful. Your adversary, the devil, is prowling around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him. Be sober-minded so that you can resist the devil. 
So now we've seen three relationships between the mind and spiritual power. Let's try to put them in some kind of flow here. Full use of the mind for the sake of hope. That's one thirteen. Fix your mind for the purposes of hope. And then, right here in 4.7, for the sake of your prayers, be sober-minded. So prayer. Use your mind fully for the sake of praying. And I put them in this order because hope is the secret of prayer. Hope comes before praying. We have to have hope if we're going to go to God and expect to get anything in prayer. Then defeat the devil. Defeat Satan. Let's put Satan because that's what Peter calls him. So use your mind, it says, for the sake of resisting the devil, resisting Satan and prayer is the key to calling down God's power. And when that is over, heaven and all the glorious promises beyond the sufferings of this life. So how important is the full use of the mind? How important is the full use of the mind in the experience of God's power? Peter says, if you don't gird up the loins of your mind and think soberly, you won't hope. If you don't gird up, gird up the loins of your mind and, and be sober-minded, you won't pray. If you don't gird up the loins of your mind, you'll be a sitting duck for Satan because you won't have hope and you won't be praying and you won't be able to defeat the devil. I don't know how he could make this any more crucial than he does. Therefore, I'm pleading with you, don't do away with the full use of your mind by alcohol. Don't do away with the full use of your mind by drugs. Don't do away with the full use of your mind by draining it away with wasting time on trifles. Gird up the loins of your mind for the sake of full hope and for the sake of mighty prayer and for the sake of glorious victory over Satan and heaven beyond.